now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. and babes the b movie podcast from class to cult all the cheese in between the movies are b but the entertainment is grade a i'm your host mr jason jackanetti and i'm joined this time by my daughter miss Haley jackanetti hi guys so today we watched the pink panther and a pink christmas and we'll get to it right after this Uh, the Pink Panther in A Pink Christmas debuted December 7th, 1978 on ABC. Well, I think you noticed that we didn't have a commercial for it, so we used a Pink Panther cereal commercial. Right. Now, Pink Panther cereal, I've never had it. I know you never had it because it didn't exist. <laughs> that's from the early, that's right during the time of the movies. Like, it was late 60s, early 70s and stuff when Pink Panther, the, the cartoon came out in the 60s, and then that, that came out. All right. Um, so, you're, again, your original there. Um, this was the first of three Pink Panther specials on ABC, followed by, by the uh, Olympics in 1980, and Pink at First Sight in 1981. Uh, your the uh, Most of the animation staff utilized on the uh, 78 made-for-television, uh, the all-new Pink Panther show worked on a Pink Christmas as well. Um, they also had several portions of music that appeared in the all-new Pink Panther show as well. Uh, this movie, this, this special, this Christmas special, uh, along with Olympics and Pink at First Sight, were released on DVD in the Pink Panther, A Pink Christmas for the MGM by MGM Home Entertainment uh, back on D in DVD. You also can find them all on YouTube uh, on the official Pink Panther site. Okay, so uh, your director here is Bill Perez. Music by Doug Goldwyn. Um, obviously, uh, this this ran in a 30-minute time slot. But the whole thing's maybe, what, tw not even 25? 25 25 yeah, about 25 minutes or so. Um, and the plot goes a little... 
something like this. Now, I'm going to just throw this out there. Um, there is absolutely no dialogue in this entire film. Yeah, the only dialogue there is is people singing. Right. It's just a couple songs beginning in the end. All right, here we go. Uh, the Pink Panther is homeless and wandering an early 20th century big city at Christmas time. Snow is on the ground and he is very, very cold and hungry. The cartoon follows all his efforts to obtain food while overcoming the crazy holiday mayhem in the town. A chance discovery of a Santa suit leads to a job in a department store as Santa. But when he takes a bite out of the little girl's gingerbread man, he is chased around the department store by the manager, for from whom he narrowly escapes. All right, let's see what there. So that was where we have the first one. He becomes the Santa Claus. He eats the, the cookie. And then um, he's chased around the store. Now, what happens when he's chased around the store? He acts as if he's a toy and he gets put gets taken home and runs away in a box. Well, yeah, okay, so yeah, so they put it in the store. They wind him up. He walks yeah. around the store. It's, it's, it's. What happens here is a very, very usual Pink Panther silliness. Yeah, a lot of Pink Panther shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah, uh, over here. Um, uh, among other, several other attempts to find food, following this, he also attempts to earn money shoveling snowy stairs on a nearby house. Uh, which then he, of course, does what? He shovels, he shovels the snow. it onto the other set of stairs next to it. Which he has to run away before he's paid. He attempts to get himself arrested because the prisoners are eating meals and he's super hungry, but he couldn't even get himself arrested in this town. Yeah. So, uh, where we... Um, a plot point actually borrowed from the O. Henry uh, classic story, The Cops and the Anthem. But this effort all is thwarted at every turn. Um, he, after witnessing a robbery attempt with a police officer nearby, the Pink Panther chases after the cop's dropped donut, which rolls down the street. There's a little dog who is also hungry and takes the donut, but Pink Panther pushes him away and takes it from him. Of course, the Pink Panther, at, at his heart, is a good person, right? Or Panther, <laughs> right? Yes. And what does he do? He shares the donut. He breaks it in half. He eats half, and he gives the other half to the dog. Yeah, the dog who was starving. So, uh, And then, of course, now the dog is like his BFF and is following him around. Um, the pink panther goes back into the city. The dog follows him. Suddenly, the the little tree just beside their bench that you're sitting on, which is the same bench we see at the very beginning of the show, uh, the pink being a special, uh, which he's sitting on, uh, is all of a sudden covered in candles and ornaments and a star, and then a big table with a big Christmas dinners there. And what, of course, that's from Santa Claus, right? Santa Claus, um, who is flying over and drops it down as a reward for the panther. Uh, for his kind acts towards a dog. Uh, he, of course, shares his dinner with the dog, and they both eat happily. Uh, so um, this special is new to both of us. Um, I've never seen it. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to think why I never saw this, and it was on ABC. I don't know how many times this was ever, like, put back on television. And I don't remember Cartoon Network showing this one. There is a another Christmas one called A, a Very Pink Christmas. That I've definitely that one I've seen or seen some of it, but I don't remember them ever showing this special on Cartoon Network when they used to show the Pink Panther. And I in 1978, obviously I was just born, I would never remember it there, but I don't remember this ever being reshown. But I think part of that has to do with the fact that I don't remember ABC showing a ton of Christmas specials. Now some of you might argue, Jay, you know they did, but ABC did not show a ton of Christmas specials back in the day. Fox eventually showed a lot of them in rerun. NBC and CBS was where you saw Christmas specials. Yogi's First Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Frosty Returns. 
Frosty's, Frosty's Winter Wonderland, you know. A lot of Frosty movies. And a lot of Frosty movies. Yeah, well, Frosty was pretty popular because even though there's Santa Claus in them, um, Frosty the Snowman was, a, was uh, yes, it's kind of more, you didn't have to actually believe in Santa Claus or or Christmas or whatever, celebrate to have Frosty the Snowman. That's more, snowmen are more of a Christmas. That's why at um, in the the winter holiday seasons, you, you know, at school, what do they, you guys usually have to do? Decorate we make snowmans and Ginger, snowflakes and gingerbread men, right. gingerbread houses, right? Which is things that are not necessarily having to do with Christmas itself, even though Christmas has become so commercialized now. It's not really about your faith, you know, your your being Catholic or Christian, um, but much more about the commercialization of it. But what you have there is you have a situation where it's frosty snowman works. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, while many people know that, still is ultimately a Christmas story. It is. Yeah. So, um, which is why always it's always kind of funny to me when we see things like Prep and Landing and stuff like that, which is about elves, that they were able to get away with that. Not get away with it, quote unquote, but like that, that those were so well received, but they're well made. That's why. It is. And, yeah. those, and those are two. Where the, those Prep and Landing and the sequel to Prep and Landing, Naughty or Nice, are, of course, two we watch every year now. You know, Christmas movies. Yeah. And um, what else, you know, kind of thing. And then, but you think about like ABC, I, I'm almost 100% sure ABC shows, they used to show Charlie Brown Christmas, but then Child Charlie Brown Christmas is on other channels. And I don't remember exactly if it was on ABC, but I know other channels have bounced it around. Now, the thing is, if you're not showing a whole bunch of Christmas specials that are kid related, maybe this one kind of fell by the wayside. Yes. So. Uh, which would you think? I didn't think it's a bad Christmas special. It wasn't a bad Christmas special. It was actually pretty good. It was funny too. Yeah, it's if you like the Pink Panther. Yes. I mean, hundred <laughs> percent, right? Whether you like the Pink Panther, the originals from the '60s, or you like the ones that came later in the late '70s, or even the stuff into the like the new, the new like Pink the Panthers. Well, live action. Oh, the live action movies. Yes. Well, that, they have very little of this. Remember the Pink Panther and those movies, just the very beginning and the end, right, kind of thing. Um, the Pink Panther, and that, of course, refers to the the diamond, the Pink Panther diamond. Anyway, so um, there's not a ton to talk about here. There's not a super deep story. It's about the Pink Panther, you know, trying to get, trying to eat, which I think is a lot of Pink Panther shows about him yes. trying to eat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's a fun little one. I mean, it's not exactly like the first one I would pick, you know, if I'm going to sit down and watch a Christmas uh, special, but it's on YouTube. And you can watch it. It's right through the YouTube, the uh, Pink Panther official site on YouTube. So it's available, so you don't have to go spend any money to watch it. Um, and I think if you've never seen it, or if you were somebody who grew up loving the Pink Panther, it's uh, worth your time to check it out again. Uh, maybe uh, you know, again, this comes out, this this drops on Christmas, so maybe this evening for and again, it's twenty five minutes with with the little commercial bumpers there. It's not even a half an hour. Um, you know, kind of thing. You're interested in maybe showing. There's nothing in there that would be, um, you know, bad for kids to see. There's no violence. There's nothing like that. I mean, it might be a little weird because maybe kids don't think the way they used to back in the day. But like, you know, the, even that taking him off to jail, like it wasn't bad. Like, or when he's in the soup kitchen trying to get things, they might not know what that is. But might that lead to a conversation that might be good to know about? Like, so kids can understand things, right? I mean, you weren't confused by this no. stuff, right? Yeah, you, you, and you know what a soup kitchen is, and you yeah. know those things are. So. I've watched Reba. Well, I'm just saying. The Christmas yeah, episode of Reba. The Christmas episode, you're right. The Christmas episode of Reba. They, well, she's all, doesn't doesn't Cheyenne also work in a soup kitchen at a oh, different yeah. point too? Yeah. Yeah, the Christmas episode is, is the one with the cookies. Yes. Where she makes the worst cookies ever, and the guy who... <laughs> Might be Santa Claus. It's like, these are the worst cookies I've ever had in my entire life. So, and I know my cookies. Anyway, 
All right, folks. So um, that about does it for this Christmas episode. Sorry, you know, and I know it's not super long. Um, but as we like to say, especially, and I, you heard me say this at Thanksgiving, and I'll say it again here at Christmas. Um, you know, this is a hard season for a lot of people. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, love Christmas and love decorating, love all this stuff. Um, but for those of us who don't love that stuff, it's a very hard season. A lot of times end of the year can be very hard on people. Um, you know, kind of thing when one thing ends, another begins, some people don't see it the same way as a, as an opportunity. Some see it as something negative. So just please keep, keep that in your, keep that in mind and keep that in your heart. And remember that not everyone is as joyous and happy as everyone else. And that some people might need you to reach out, uh, you know, and just let them know that you care and that you're there. And that's important to do that. Uh, so, um, we want to wish everyone, for those who celebrate, a Merry Christmas, of course. Um, of course, you know, uh, we will be back. I'm not tell We're not telling you what, but we're going to be back on New Year's, like always. And our New Year's Eve tradition is usually a movie that maybe you haven't seen or maybe you're like, what the, right? Yes. Um, but we won't tell you what it is. Um, all I can say is I might want some McDonald's after watching it. I'm <laughs> just saying. All right? Right, Hale? Yes, definitely. Definitely. All right. So, folks, um, from from us, we want to wish you all uh, a happy, uh, you know, happy holiday season. Be safe. Take care of each other. For those of you who celebrate, a Merry Christmas. And we will see you all again come New Year's. Right, Haley, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. So, like we say around here, keep those cards and letters coming. And keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo. Once a city of six million people, what has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown, an unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi, folks. Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? Or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at botsbugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti. And search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, 
at Jason Giaconetti. And you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Will you stop?